going on, guys? I'm never going to get tired of that song. Actually, I kind of am, but... But you have this okay. giant smirk on your face. I'm like, what is he thinking about right now? Oh, I'm just thinking about how much I love that song and how much it really inspired me to try and create stuff like that. But, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, welcome to another episode of Life of the Lost. I am one half of Supe Sam, and this is Megan. And this is our weekly podcast where we talk about anything and everything. Uh, two kid, two adoptees, one who grew up in Minnesota and one who grew up in New York City on the Upper West Side. If you're just joining us, um, and this is our story. So, welcome again to this week's episode. It's funny how you. We're about to say like two kids, two kids just yeah, growing up. We're two kids, mm. you know, always kids at heart. Yeah. So. Well, I think it's funny because that's like, that's when we went wet. <laughs> that's when we met. Yeah. Um, and I was curious. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you and, and like hear how you tell the story about how we met. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Wow. It was a long time ago. Uh, so... You remember how old we were? No, I think like maybe uh, 12, 13, Mm -hmm. I think. Um, I remember uh, it was like almost summertime, maybe a few months prior to summer. My mom had asked me if I ever wanted to go back to Peru. I was like in the beginning of spring it up. Yeah, sure. Why not? I guess it'll be a cool idea. I, I, I liked vacation back then. I still do, but... I was like, cool, like it's a vacation, um, not knowing really much about Peru. Um, all I know is that when that time came and she's, cause she was just like, okay, cool. Like let's, uh, I'll, I'll get everything ready and, um, we'll plan it for like this summer, a month in the summer. I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. So a few months goes by and she's, you know, has, she's consistently trying to get everything worked out. I kind of forget about it until the time of it where she's like oh my god sam like it's almost time and i'm like what it's time for what she's like to go to peru i'm like oh, that's so typical damn. you though to not like remember oh mom i don't know if i want to go why well because it's almost summer and all my friends are are out and i want to like hang out with them and she's like what well that's uh, sam, sam I, I booked it and i'm just like all right all right all right all right fine 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 um so then we end up going and I remember uh, seeing all the kids in Florida and we seeing, went with a big adoptee. Group. Yeah, 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 yeah. We went sorry, we went with a big adoptee group. It was I'm like a, a, it was a heritage trip to all kind of meet our adoptive families again. It was with the um the ties program. Yes, yes. Um so that was really cool experience. I definitely if there's any way that I'd like like to go to as adopt an adoptee going to my country of origin i couldn't have asked for a better situation to be in just with a whole bunch of other adoptee kids whoa <laughs> sorry oreo's thrashing is bad uh other adoptee kids being with them together and experiencing that or and whatever that is you know it's different for everybody i didn't really have any kind of expectations i just want to go and to be honest, I wanted to get it over with, but then, you know, I, I met a lot of cool people that I never thought I'd meet. Um, 
uh, you and as as one of them, <laughs> the cool peoples. So you know. Do you um, remember where we met? Yeah, we met in a pizza shop. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't. I don't remember anything about that other than the actual booth kind of that we were in. Yeah, it felt like it was in the back somewhere. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't remember walking there. I don't remember going in. But I remember that. I remember them coming out with pizza. Mm-hmm. On a then it was a weird pizza because we were in Peru. We had yeah, these big expectations, like, the or I fuck did, is this? of like just a pizza with cheese and pepperoni and this stuff. What was and it like like ham or something? Yeah, they didn't have pepperoni, and they said you could have ham. And um, why don't you have pepperoni? <clears throat> it's like they didn't really have that much sauce either, so it was really interesting. Weird. Yeah, that was that was a very interesting time. Yeah, I don't remember. I got. I remember. Um, being in Florida, but I don't remember really seeing anybody. And I remember you said that that's the first time you saw me is when we were in Florida before we got to Peru. But the first yeah. time I remember you is being in in that little uh, little pizzeria. Yeah, I was a chubby kid. I didn't want to eat in front of people, so I was like, "Yeah, I'm not so hungry." <laughs> <laughs> but I had a piece. My mom kept being like, Sam, you want to eat? Why aren't you eating? I know. She kept pressuring you to eat. I'm like, God damn it. Shut up. <laughs> I think you just kind of ate slowly. Just to Yeah, I ate her. slowly. I ate slowly. Yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, no, that was um really cool. We like, we sampled, we went to a lot of different places mm-hmm. and it was really nice. Um, saw a lot of the country and had some guinea pig. You tried really some? Cool. Of course I did. It was great. Tasted just like chicken. So that we were divided into groups because we had such a big group. There was a yellow group or a yellow bus kind of thing and, a, and an orange bus. Which one were you in? I think I was in the orange bus. Me too. Yeah. And yeah, that was that was cool. Like, oh man, it was, it was a really great time. I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember like, I feel like it was such a blur. Like a lot of it was just like a haze now that I'm really trying to remember it. But I, I just remember like, watching the dvds in the nighttime oh yeah in the hotel um, you were one of the cool kids because you had the dvd player oh yeah dvd player shit was like my my essential for everything travel i would always have Mm -hmm. dvd players before we had like iphones and we could just like stream movies and stuff Mm -hmm. back then there was no internet on planes so you're kind of like fucked unless you brought like some movies or something to watch so I was definitely like that guy. I needed some entertainment. I couldn't just sit there. So yeah. But yeah, no, it was really, I, I had 28 Days Later. That movie was like, <laughs> it just kind of came out around that time. Mm-hmm. Um, we I watched really that a few it. times. Yeah, I re- yeah, it was like one of my favorite movies um, back then. It kind of, it, it wasn't like a big blockbuster movie. They, I remember like Danny Boyle's interpretation of it was very like, um, very uh, like found footage kind of very like a word to describe it would be just like hostile Mm -hmm. like a hostile visual of like this hostile extreme contrast intensity if that could be all put into visuals if if words could look like visuals 20 days later Mm -hmm. would be those that to describe it and i remember just being changed by that movie so i'd always watch it when i yeah. was like all the time yeah it was your go-to movie 
Yeah. But it was a really cool experience. We went and we, like Sam said, we tried so many different things. We went so many different places. I remember eating at like a fancy restaurant and having to do this dance. I remember going, um, and now I'm like totally blanking um, at all the places that we went to. But yeah, me too. We went to a lot. We were traveling a lot. Um, we did go to Machu Picchu, and then we all kind of branched out to meet our birth parents um, somewhere in Lima. Some people traveled to go see their birth parents. So it was, what was it, like a 10 to 14 day trip, I believe. Yeah, it was a huge, huge trip. Mm -hmm. And it was really nice. It was in the summer, like you said. And um, something really cool that I like um, now that I guess at the time I didn't appreciate was the therapists who were on the trip. There were who, therapists on the trip? Yeah. And I don't know if you remember, but they would kind of take groups of us to go upstairs to the um, roof or to other areas to talk about it, things. And like some I people were. That. Some people were like super like, nah, I don't really want to talk about it. And they would just talk about it amongst groups um, when we were meeting our birth parents. Some yeah. people needed to talk about things like, okay, get prepared. This is, you know, meeting your birth parents. You might feel this way. You might feel that way. And I just thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, me too. Um, sorry, when you, were th when you were talking about that, the mm -hmm. only thing I could think of was just like, what's going on now? Like, I guess. My mind went to birth parents, birth family, talking about it to my birth family, thinking about my brothers and and sister, and then thinking about today and thinking about where they are and how they're in California right now, and then just thinking about my whole views on immigration and where I come from and how my views c kind of contradict how I look, how I'm supposed to think and I'm supposed to what side I'm supposed to be on yet I find myself on a very different side for very different reasons um very legitimate reasons I think sorry I'm just like on this like kind of just trail of yeah. thought um don't mind me but I don't know I just it all kind of just boils down to like where I'm from mm -hmm. is a is a, du a, a very dual meaning yeah I I love where I'm from I love where I'm from Sorry, I when I say where I'm from, I I'm like I'm American. Mm -hmm. I don't f say like I'm Peruvian where I'm from. No, I'm from New York, New York, uh, specifically, and I love America. I love everything about it. I love everything that it's given me, and I am very territorial about it, about like its culture, <laughs> about its way of life, about everything mm -hmm. and so i don't like people who bash it i'm aware of its flaws i'm aware of like the things that we can do better but i'm also not for being negative about where we all live and i think it's an interesting perspective because you've been back to like your birth country you've seen how a lot of the people live and i think that my perspective changed on and how I've been grateful in the shit. I was. Like, I've been at the mercy of American law. I was arrested. I was um, processed. I was in the jail, like a pre-holding cell to like, you know, being shipped off to like Rutgers, Rutgers Island. You know, it was a um, huge like jail complex where people get shipped off to like maximum security prisons. There is no like in between, like, so, like, I, I understand everything that comes with, like, that kind of, like, controversial stuff that we're dealing with in the law when it comes to, like, minorities and the police and stuff. Like, so I have that experience, I feel like, to have some kind of justif justifiable yeah, ideas but, for it. Yes, but I also feel like, <clears throat> and I think this is kind of where me and you not necessarily clash, but think maybe differently about this, too. 
but yeah. like although you did have that experience you also had your mom to bail you out a hundred percent or a lot of people they don't have their parents to even have the means to bail them out yeah but that's that's even asking. your friends who you went with literally they didn't get their their record expunged like but you that's did. but that's the that's the uh but I, I feel like that's besides the point a little bit kind because of. it's like you can't take away what I experienced there. My, yeah. my, my mom couldn't bail me out there. I, I had to wait due process. Some of my friends got out before me who had criminal records on them still. Even though I, I, I didn't get out when I was supposed to get out. I thought I was going to get out sooner because my mom tried to get you a lawyer. You want to tell the story really try, quick of what happened? trying to get a lawyer. Um, yeah, sure. Why not? So I was with um, a group of friends and we were up, we, we were at like a friend's house up on a rooftop and we were like chilling, drinking, you know, doing graffiti and stuff and just having a good time. And then someone's from another building, cause we were on a project building rooftop mm-hmm. and somebody from like another building, not a project saw us and thought we were doing something like illegal, mm-hmm. which we kind of were, we were underage drinking and um, vandalizing a building and uh yeah I uh got they, they, they I just all I remember was just like hanging out like just drinking and turning to the left and literally I could see at a corner of my eyes there's three so the, on the project buildings there are multiple entries to um the roof yeah to the roof and I just remember hearing a biggest bang and like somebody literally kicked down the door well, not kicked down the door, but kicked open the door. And honestly, it was dark out. So mad, really bright flashlights were looking like in, in my face. And I, I saw like, I don't know if they had guns. How old were you? Like 16. Okay. Probably. I swear I was like 16. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, you know, like everybody like, like get down, like get down on the ground. Mm-hmm. And I remember like meaning like, like, put your hands up and, and, and get down on the ground. Mm-hmm. And I'm like. Like getting on my knees and just like you know like put my hands up and I'm just like you're like all right now everybody get on the wall and they put your hands on the wall and then I put my hand on the wall and literally person to person this these two guys came down and patted us all over to make sure he's like are you are you have are you, are you holding any weapons or anything point to you anything that would harm me please tell me now before I search you mm-hmm. no no no. Do you have any illegal p- p- uh, paraphernalia or whatever? No, 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 no. And and they, they pat me down or whatever. And they're like, okay, all right, cool. Didn't you like, say they're all speaking Spanish? Uh, yeah, <laughs> but, you know, they, I answered to the English. Okay. They, they, they would say it first in Spanish and then they would say it in English. Oh, okay. And, um, but I think for me, looking back at it, they said it in Spanish, but I responded in English, so they continued in English. Yeah. And <laughs> sorry, so I was like, sorry, excuse me, what? And they're like, are you, do you have any? And then that's kind of oh, okay. like... <laughs> And then, um, yeah, and then they, they handcuffed us and they brought us downstairs to the van. And then, um, yeah, and then it was like late at night and we went upstairs, upstairs. We went to 120, 25th Street um, Precinct and we were stayed there for a few hours until we got moved to downtown to Chinatown and their big processing jail um, down there in Canal Street where they had all the... Um, like Wall Street where they got all the big case lawyers and like, you know, where you go to get married and get a New York State certificate of marriage and all that stuff. They they have over there, jury duties over there, everything. 
Um, so yeah, that was my, that was my, I stayed there for like a week. Oh, sorry. Weekend, three days, got booked on a Friday, got out like on a Monday night and it was tough. It was horrible. I was in the, in, in a, a cell with like people who like killed multiple people. It's people straight from Dominican Republic who like was telling me one guy in particular told me that he like gutted a man for some weird reason. And I have no idea why, but I was just very like, Oh, that's uh, how many people were in the cell. Like I, at one point there was like 20 and then it, it kind of slowly came out and, um, when they would call, people would call with their names to get adjourned because people were there before me. And Why weren't you sent, do you think, to like a juvenile area? I don't know. Were I any of your friends over 18? No. I don't know why. That's a good question. Maybe they thought that I was old Maybe enough to get Maybe because processed. it was like a weekend thing too? I think, no, but I think because there are certain laws that even if you're a juvenile, you can still be tried as an adult. I okay. think it's like 12 to like 13, 14 is like juvenile. But when oh. you're like 16, <clears> up, you can get be charged and put in a holding cell with adults. And it was just very like intense. Like I saw like, you know, legitimate people like tweaking out, going on like cold turkey off their like heroin and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it was just like they were having the sweats and they were just like just scratching themselves. It was really like there were fleas in there. And... It was really intense. Um, just, Did you get fleas? Yeah, I got itchy a lot. Uh, yeah, I could barely sleep. All I know is that um, uh, I had some change to call payphones. There was payphone in there you could you could use and um, call my mom. And Did she know? Did she know before? I don't think so. Okay, I'm not sure. Yeah, Do you remember the conversation? How that went? Uh. I don't, but I know she was, like, horrified. Um, but didn't she have the option to let you come out on a Friday or come out earlier? And she decided because you weren't necessarily being the best kid at the time, you were kind of getting into trouble, that, that she let you stay for the weekend? Something like that. <clears throat> it was something like that. It was, it was, um, I remember her, like, talking shit to me kind of after it. Um, the experience of saying that, like, no, no, no. You know what it was? Um, she, her friend. Her friend wanted to. <laughs> her friend wanted to uh, to have me stay in there longer. Yeah. But I was taken out when I was. So yeah. I couldn't have been taken out earlier. Okay. But I could have been left in there even later. Oh, okay. So she, you know, my mom's like that, duly noted. But I'm gonna take, get my son out. It's Thanks. kind of like a theme, like. It's interesting because you have a single mom, so she doesn't have like maybe a partner to relay these messages to or to kind of bounce ideas back to. <clears throat> she has her friends. And so it's interesting because I feel like they're all just a group of like strong, like independent women who have their own like bias on how to raise kids. And they're always and some of them don't even have kids, which mm -hmm. is interesting because they have such heavy, heavy opinions. I know. I know. And like it's like bringing all this all back, it kind of like leads into like you know, how me and you operate, mm -hmm. you know, being a, a partnership, a couple, mm -hmm. how we have our own different views on the world, even though we're two, we have very similar stories that we are both adopted from the same country with, you know, Caucasian parents, parent, um, you know, but yet we're very, we have very different different beliefs mm -hmm. and belief systems too. Mm -hmm. I, I guess for instance, like 
the idea of like religion with you and me is, is very different. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they're maybe now they're more getting closer to yeah. like a, a similarity. But I when we so. first started, like you know, talking about that stuff, it was a very different. And I just think it's interesting because kind of we jumped all the way ahead to like kind of where we are now. But I think just growing up, me and you just banged heads so much, and I don't. I think that was more of a like a childish like kitty like I like you I like you too and then kind of like a never think, mind we're getting too close. I th- I think it was more like you banged heads with me. <laughs> yeah, I think so. And me I just was being problem. like, what is what are you what I don't understand what's going on. I was on. so scared. I would I feel like taking it back all the way to like thirteen. It was interesting because we were um oh. Sorry, Oreo's Oreo's always here. Oh, what's wrong? He's like just, chewing on he this just bone. Just chewed this. Like that's crazy. He's been me. chewing on this for a few days. It's like kind of like this thicker than a um. For those of you who do not know, we have a little Boston Terrier. His name is Oreo, and he's Oreo. Ten, he's ten months old. Oh, busted! Um, and he's always like taking a. Oh, busted! <laughs> I just like using that. Sorry. Um, he's always usually um running around while we're doing a podcast so thankfully right now he's just chilling but going back to um when we were 13 it was interesting because everybody at that trip kind of branched off and coupled up mm-hmm. except you and um a few others didn't and it was really funny and i just want to like spill some tea right now because just like i'm not going to mention anybody's names but it's just really funny because we we're all at this age where we're kind of like experimenting with things, right? With like people and like, um, <laughs> just, I guess, like relationships and what that is. And I just remember like, you know, everybody's coupling off and like some people are like talking about sex and some people are like, t- haven't even had their first kiss yet. So it was just an interesting time because I think um, maybe the youngest might've been like 11, but I think there were people who were possibly like up to 17, if I'm right. I- I'm not some people were a bit older than us at the time some people were and it was funny because i remember just being like you know that one of the elevators in the hotel didn't work and so i had just was like i'm just gonna take the stairs and i opened up the door and literally this guy is like sucking this girl's tit and i was like i've never seen this before what's happening and like i mean i was 13 at the time so i hadn't had sex you did yeah (laughs) (laughs) so i was just kind of like oh my god and then i like left and so it's just a really funny like interesting time and i'm sure like none of the parents knew any of this was happening but um it was just funny because like us growing up um i felt like the reason i always caused problems is because i felt like i'd get too close to you and i realized that like i can't because you're you live in new york city and and I mean, that's ultimately like I had coupled up with somebody, too. And like, that's pretty much ultimately what ended it. We were for one, we were 13 years old. It was silly for two. Like, I remember meeting somebody. So I was with this person who I had met on the Peruvian trip, mm-hmm. but they lived in a different state. And I remember like getting into junior high and I had met this this guy. I was on a swim team. He was on a wrestling team. And we were taking the same bus to these high schools because um, we we're both on a high school team. And I just remember meeting this guy and he's just really kind and really nice and like just started conversations and we went from like sitting in like opposite seats to him like sitting next to me and like this kind of like really nice like friendship grew and um and then like some kind of sparks kind of happened and then I remember having to break up with this person who I had been in like a a quote unquote relationship with 
and it was hard and like I think that was one of the first times I had a breakup with somebody maybe no that was probably the second time but it's just interesting you know how you grow up and and how you deal with like breaking up with people and how you're trying to like sift through all of these emotions and feelings I just remember on that trip and all the other trips with you like I was just being so gravitated towards you and always just wanting to be around you then I always got stuck because I always felt like okay but like he's gonna have to go back to New York and I'm gonna have to go back to Minnesota and we can't do this and I do remember you being like but but I can move there like I remember you saying that so many times I was like no you can't Sam where are you gonna stay what are you gonna do we're like 15 16 years old and so it was just like a and and the, the, the thing that scared me the most is like you were serious yeah <laughs> and I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I, I just the difference between me and you is that sometimes I, I guess you 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 think about your decisions when I don't I just act on them like and not not the bad ones because I feel like I was raised good so I know like that's a stupid decision right after we talk about and you based, going to jail <laughs> no well based on my well that was but that's like a once in like a I blue know, moon kind of like know. unfortunate kind of thing He's um, never been back since. Let's yeah, not yeah, that. like, <laughs> yeah. So like, I'm not like, and I stayed away from drugs, you know, other than like marijuana. I'm not um, one to ever get into situations with like gangs or violence or like, you know, anything that's like serious, serious. Yeah. Um, you know, gotten a few fights, learned my lesson. I kind of. Um, what's it called uh that kind of reckless part of me is kind of like subsided yeah um i never thought it would but it has <laughs> um i'm just like interested in just trying to like make life moves life goals yeah so um but that's where just... all my energy and frustrations are going into now yeah but so like so yeah like going back to my point like i don't i i just make the, i just just make a de- decision in the moment i just stick with it and i don't really think about it other than I don't really think about what what I could have done better because I, I'd made the decision and that's what happened. So I'm I'm happy with whatever the turnout is. Yeah. It's like sometimes like, you know, me and you like we'll make a plan and like I'll just like kind of just go with the flow and mm-hmm. it ends up being a really great plan. And sometimes I feel like. I think about it. Too and then much. we get like caught into <clears throat> this like kind of like it didn't meet expectations. So therefore it's not it could mm-hmm. have been better. And I'm right. like, well. I guess now that I'm thinking about it, I guess it could have. Yeah. But why do we have to think about it? (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely. And I think that's where like this negative mindset kind of came from, like overthinking things way too much. And like, but it was really interesting because growing up, um, I was thinking about this the other day. It's interesting because our parents just let us kind of go on airplane, like airplanes by ourselves to just hang out with each other. Like I remember Mm -hmm. just going uh, to New York by myself, just, just chilling with you. And I remember you came to Minnesota a few times. Yeah. And so it was really nice. It was always usually um, for a reason. I remember well, you coming, I think, to Minnesota. It was like I went to, I graduated high school. I think you were there for that one. Um, graduating I so. college. I think you were there for that one. Um, just like random like, summer trips and stuff like that. Yeah. With like other, sometimes other groups of other adoptees. Usually it was always kind of like in a group setting or sometimes we'd go to Chicago and meet there or, um, Wisconsin and meet there. 
And so it was really nice kind of having those trips and having those moments and stuff. Yes. Um, but it was always like the, a, a really big theme with us is like we get super close and then you just <laughs> destroy it. <laughs> Completely. And, and like, all right. I started to learn um, not to get angry at you for that as I got older. I was yeah. Like, okay. Like I wouldn't like, you know. Because I think the more angry you got, like the more angry I got, and yeah, then so I, we'd I, just go like months without but talking. I'd, but I'd learn how to like just like just be understanding of that, being like, you know, I'll just I'll just respect you, even though you get upset, and I'll just let it go. But the nice thing was that you did that completely, because I think with with all the highs and lows of growing up, because like, that's because that was the, that was my philosophy. That was like the beauty of it, like. If I don't hold barriers to you, if I don't try and hold you and keep you, mm-hmm. then you'll come either you'll come back or you won't like that. But like my belief that just showing you my respect by giving me freedom, yeah, and 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 showing uh, like my whole philosophy even at that young age was just like you're gonna know you're gonna know me for. When, when, if it, if you'd never seen me again, at least I know that my last memory, your last memory of me is just like calm and just respectful. It's just like, okay, well, you know, um, I'll talk to you some other time then, you know? Yeah. Like, instead of like, no, you stupid ever. Like, I, I don't ever treat me like that. Like, you don't even yeah. care. Like, like stuff like that. Yeah. Was, and it was just interesting because I remember, um, I remember so many phone calls that we'd have and they'd be like hours long. Um, and we never really got off the phone or we were forced to get off the phone. But, and that was nice. And we had like a really good friendship. And then, yeah, I'd always come out of like left field and kind of ruin it because I just got so scared. Um, what's wrong? No, okay. I'm just. You're like looking at Oreo's toy. Like. Yeah, I'm just. I'm just. You're you know when you need something me. that like fit, fit, fidget with? That's what I'm just. You need a fidget toy? Yeah. Find one of my fidget toys. Yeah, because <clears throat> that's what I'm just fidgeting. Sorry. And he's just like, what are you doing? I know. Um, But I think that. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what I was thinking about. It was really nice that you kind of gave me that freedom because there was so many fights that me and you kind of gotten to like screaming matches and all the way up until like 20 years old, I think. Because I remember being at a boyfriend's house and we were fighting and then I was like, oh my God, stop. And I remember hanging up on you and his sister was like, what is that about? And I was like, oh, one of my friends, he just drives me crazy. Like I can't just, I just can't stand him. And then I would just literally sit on the thought of like you driving me crazy. But the, the problem was when we were at, kind of at that age, I was the angry one and you were just so calm. So like I was just so like festering on the fact that I was angry and that you were calm. And it drove me nuts, but it ultimately kind of like led me back to like back to you because at the end of the day, if something came up, like I was saying earlier, like the hardships of just life and getting to know yourself and the teenage years and then your 20s, I would always go to you for comfort because I knew that whatever kind of conversation we left off on, whatever kind of like anger or aggression or like sadness or whatever, I kind of showed you that you'd be there no matter what. And um, I think that was always the nicest thing because you didn't hold me accountable for, which is, it's good and bad, right? Like you didn't hold me accountable for the times that I did hang up or the times that I did get mad and stop talking to you. You'd answer the phone every time and you'd answer the text messages every time. 
Yeah. I don't know why sometimes, <laughs> but I did. No, I, did. I knew why because I just. I, sometimes it, I remember you answering that phone the one time being like, who's this? I'm like, shut the fuck up. You know who this is. Yeah, but sometimes I get a new number, a new phone, and I don't have contact. I, think, I felt like you were being a little petty. You only did that like once or twice, but I feel like I probably low-key deserved it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was, uh, it was, it was nice how everything turned out. Yeah. You know, so my philosophy works. You're going to like the way you look. I guarantee, I guarantee it. it. <laughs> I need that as a sample. Oh my God. No, it just, I, I guarantee it. And That's I, true. And I need, um. Okay, so that's I guarantee it. And he's then talking this about one, like a little sound blur that he's been be, using um, on this little Rodecaster Pro. Um, something of the jungle. It's not about hot. You're gonna, you got no. It's, it's it, not I'm gonna, in a nightmares. You're gonna take somebody's job. You're gonna take somebody's heart. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny. It is nice. I feel like. <clears throat> I've been in New York for almost five years now, and I feel like the first few years were really hard. Um, but it is nice to kind of be in a place where I feel like there's a little bit more balance. Well, there's a lot more balance than there was before. Um, I feel like we're kind of at the same page. And it's interesting because we've known each other for such a long time, and I think we know each other really well. Uh, but that doesn't make everything easier. It doesn't make things like okay, I've, I've known you for a long time. Like, it's just going to work. It's just going to click. I think there's been a lot of, um, there's been a lot of things we've had to work on, especially just co-living, co-being around each other, working in the same space. And it's just, it's interesting. And I think that it's funny because this is, this question has actually came, come up a lot is, you know, what is it like being with another adoptee? And like, I don't, I think maybe to me, I don't think twice about it just because it's it's like us, because we've known each other for such a long time. It's just kind of how I'm just used to it. I don't feel like it's somebody else. But when I do look back at like other relationships, I do. That's when I notice, I guess, like the pros and cons of being with another adoptee and like how you're more understanding of, of what that means. Or you might understand like abandonment more or you might understand like the venting of what I'm saying, even though it's like very rep repetitious, like with, wait, is that a word? Repetitious. It's very repetitive. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe when I'm like complaining about my birth family and the things I choose or don't choose to do. So I think that's nice. Um, where other people really couldn't understand like what that meant. Yeah. I've never been in a, in a time in my life where I, felt like I was supposed to have all these ideas and all these feelings about like adoption and being adopted and what that means and what kind of like where I rank in the spectrum of the ideologies of like people feeling certain ways about being adopted. Mm -hmm. I never thought I'd need to put myself in there. I thought I was like, you know, like a hybrid <laughs> and like they don't make them like me ever. And so I'm just like floating and no one ever gets me or understands where I'm coming from. Mm -hmm. But then like all these other people, you know, felt the need to create a group or create a community of adoptees. And now it's just like, you know, you're tr trading war stories against <laughs> your ad adoption yeah. and story, journey, journeys. Done. 
Please don't ever say that um, one again. <laughs> I like saying it. It's um, so obnoxious. It's interesting I grew up like that. being in New York City and all of these weird slang things like DK. Like, what's the only reason that that drives me nuts is because when people say it, DK, they say it and then they say the word like after it. DK like isn't that what that means? No. What does it mean? It means that, but it doesn't mean that. It's like saying like it's, to I me, don't it's know. like saying like like just two like, different like, words. I don't know. You know, like D- yeah, you know, you know, <laughs> you know, like uh, that's that's right, right? You know, like so it's like kind of saying like you know, like yeah. Um, but we just have to make up a new word for it. Yeah. Instead of just saying you know, it has to say DK. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, I'm not, you know. I don't know where I'm going with that, but I guess, yeah, go. No, I was just going to say, like, I think like like I've talked about before, you know, hearing other people, um, you know, and I've been in a few monthly calls with adoptees and it's interesting. And it, I guess how I can relate it back to you is that like I'll go through these calls and I'll come and talk to you and you'll be like, oh my God, you're not tied in with it as I am like more, I'm, I feel like I'm a little bit more deeper into like the adoptive community than you are. And I kind of like that because you're not really, it's not that you're not invested. I don't know what, do you like understand what I'm saying kind of to an extent? Yeah, I guess Well, for whatever it's worth. I'm not my beliefs doesn't like it ends with me it starts mm-hmm. with me ends with me I just I I think that my life has where other people want to find meaning in adoption I just view adoption as 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 that, that that's it like that's it like I'm adopted all right next yeah like <clears throat> and when I say who are you mm-hmm. well who am I I guess I'm just a musician trying to find my sound. That's how I, that's, that's my journey. Yeah. Trying to find my sound, trying to find like how I can get my creative aspect out of me, how I can channel my internal self. How can I channel my, myself with, with the higher powers, you know, um, uh, whether that's the universe, whether that's God, like how, my my relationship with that, mm-hmm. my relationship with music, those are my relationships with mm-hmm. my family, and and less about like where I come from, yeah. more of like where I'm going and how how I'm gonna get there. So like a lot of maybe that's why I, maybe I come off very cynical and very like just just not helpful <laughs> with like like opinions of like adoptees about like how you know do you give back to your adoptive communities do you not give back to your adoptive communities do you treat your parents your adoptive parents better than your your birth parents parents, you know are you mad at you should you be mad at your adoptive parents yeah and by taking away from your i think that's you you know saying that you you know might be cynical about it i think that's literally though what helps me the most about kind of my adoption because like you don't go down this rabbit hole with me like i'll talk to you i'll I'll um kind of I was gonna say preach no I'll talk to you about it I'll like give you my opinion I'll cry I'll get upset I'll whatever the case is but what I like about you is that you just kind of like push me back up I don't get stuck in those feelings because I feel like you kind of tell me like you're not allowed to you're not allowed to just sit there and 
and like mope on them for days on end like yes have your time to be upset and but like follow through follow through with that emotion and and see where that's actually going to take you and it's interesting because I think the difference with some other adoptees that I that I know personally get really stuck in that narrative and cannot get out and they're so obsessive about the narrative about trying to find themselves that they don't that they just create this giant wormhole and they're just constantly climbing out and I don't know if any kind of answer or do you think it to more like like female adoptees than males well i it's interesting because a lot of people say that male adoptees and this is just what i've heard it's not like i don't know any like statistics so sorry if i'm wrong but um just are very kind of like don't really want to talk about it are very like "Mm, it is what it is um might be emotional (laughs) but just not say anything and i think it's interesting because i can relate to that with you you might be sitting here being like nonchalant about it and stuff but i do know that like when, when there's like really deep or dark times that you do kind of look back on your birth mom and things like that. But it, it definitely doesn't mean that you're getting lost in those thoughts. But no, I, I pay tribute to it. Like, for instance, I'm very grateful. Like, yeah. this is where my gratefulness begins and ends. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful that, which aids to how, what I, how I feel. I'm grateful mm-hmm. that my birth mom gave me up. I did not want to be in Peru if that's the kind of living that I see in my brothers and sister live like. It's never something I'd ever want to be so I'm so grateful to be in America with my mom so yes that is the greatest gift that my birth mom ever gave me was an opportunity to do something with my life Mm -hmm. and which my brothers and sister was never able to do I never in a million years would ever ever dream of living in Peru growing up in Peru ever like and I'm so sorry for everyone who feels opposite or does did grew up in Peru or wish they grew up in Peru. I don't. I don't think it's, to be honest, like, though, like, I get what you're talking about, like, maybe not wanting to be in, like, a impoverished community. Um, but I think the difference in, in why some people do want, would have chosen that, it's because, like, they feel as if they have a better bond with their birth family than they do with their adoptive family. But I feel like because you grew up with your with your mom and you know you guys had a pretty good relationship like yes there's fighting and things here and there as all relationships and all um parental like you know things go through everybody goes through that um but i feel like you were just shown so much love and so much support like mentally physically emotionally like um financially it's you know that really helped aid to your case of not really wanting to have to go back and not necessarily needing to find that that meaning of like this attachment or needing to find your birth parents because you feel like you you didn't have any kind of attachment or love here you had that and so maybe that's you know part of the reason too but i think that some people it doesn't matter where their birth family is in the world like they just wanted to be with them or wish that they were raised with them and so i think that's the difference yeah, and like, I, and, and I guess for me, it's like because I'm already content with that, I have no need to search for that. Yeah. So therefore, I would have never known that was even a, a possibility. So and therefore, that's, uh, interesting. Like, I just word like too. live my life how I'm trying to just yeah. pursue what I want to do, which is why I thought, which is why for the longest I thought that like I was just one and done case. Like yeah. in my mind, I guess nobody was ever gonna be like me. No one will ever understand where I'm coming from. Yeah. Even if you are adopted from the same country, you still won't understand. But yeah. I'll be able to show you if you ask. But yeah. like other than that, like I don't really expect you to like say like, you know, to to this is how you uh, you're like yeah I totally understand this is how you're supposed to feel exactly like mm-hmm. or I can help you feel like X Y and Z. Mm-hmm. I'm just like so it's just like you know. 
uh, this, this is my demons I'm never gonna like <laughs> like I'm never there's never gonna be an outlet for it there's never gonna be a foundation where I can just find conclusion I'm just gonna do it and move on to what like what I want to try and do in my life which yeah. is just i don't know just a fucking musician <laughs> just fucking play music <laughs> and try and make somebody feel something yeah that's, that's that's it and i feel like i feel like it's it's so interesting because i think before i was really super lost in in that story but what i kind of like now is especially with like making collages and things it's kind of like having an outlet i don't know if i've ever had like an outlet like that to be able to kind of like feel this like lost feeling or this like feeling of hope or sadness or scared or whatever the case is and being able to kind of like put all of that into this and like while i'm doing that kind of talk about my emotions or my feelings towards being adopted and um that that's been really nice i think um i guess my whole goal is to just not get lost in these feelings of of adoption yes it's a part of us but no i'm not i don't want to become somebody who is so obsessed with this feeling of being lost that that i can't move on and that i get stuck in this like toxic thought and so that's why i like you because you you really balance me out and they're like well all right like but what are you gonna do about it like what like and not what are you gonna do about it in a mean way like we can't do anything like let's move on no like let's let's figure out ways to like help you kind of thing yeah like i guess something that like Derek Carr and like the raiders you know really like inspired me that i was already doing which is just kind of like no one cares no one cares that you're suffering no one no one cares your your motives behind what you do you know, you make those accomplishments, you make those achievements, you know, you sell that many records, you know, you make that much money, mm -hmm. you sell that much product. And then, and then, you know, and then, yeah, yeah maybe somebody will care. Mm -hmm. But, but even when they do care, you won't care. Yeah. No one cares. Even when they do care, no one cares. You know, I think people do to an extent. I think that's more that's, of a mindset of but like. But that's the mentality, <clears throat> you know. It's just like somebody who like is somebody like, oh man, like I would have, I would have done that if I just would have had like ten thousand more dollars. I could have just bought that trademark and I could have just done what exactly what they did. And then somebody would be like, bro, no one cares, man. No one cares that you could have. Are you talking about like the like people complaining about like what have could have or just like in people's opinion? But I guess that's, that this in general, like like no one cares, right? Like no one no one cares your oh yeah, they shoulda woulda coulda. It's exactly, you know, like, oh man, like I could have been that. No one cares, dude. Ah. Uh, like, are that. you that though? Yeah. Now? Yeah. Like with all due respect. Right. Are you that? Right. Uh, no. No one cares. Like that's with all respect, all love, no one cares, man. No one cares. Yeah. If you didn't, are you saying like if you didn't do it, then we yeah, are talking you is just kind of like. If you didn't make like, those goals, if you didn't get to your goals, yeah. no one cares. Uh, like, so you shouldn't, ex you shouldn't feel badly because at the end of the day, why are you feeling badly? Because you're letting somebody down, but no one cares, you know? But, but like, I don't mean that as like a harsh thing to like get yeah. somebody down. I just mean that like with all the love and sincerity, like, bro, no one cares. Like you're yeah. hurting. You know, you still have five minutes left to play in the in the half, and you got to go back out there. Yeah, bro, no one cares. Yeah, let's go. I'm over here like, that's sad, but like I get it. I mean, this is a football mentality, but and it's a life and you're kind of. I was just gonna say that relating it to like down. life. Yeah, but with all love, like like try not to take that emotional like like hit 
just be like like no one cares you know yeah. with a smile on your face like let's make it happen no one cares like right maybe they will if we get this done and even if they do like still but then know? it also kind of just leads back to like not necessarily worrying about what other people think to an extent too and just kind of like keep going and keep going keep going keep yeah. pushing keep and that's going, what lets like going. the the letdown feel so so bad when when you when you hold on to the people caring about you yeah and then you feel like you're letting them down yeah and then that's when you feel bad but if no one cares about you then you can do anything just yeah the mentality of it yes yeah so that, that, that's, that's like that's saying. formed like, a little bit better like their car is just kind of like you know if we don't make the playoffs no one's gonna care no one's gonna care that our head coach got fired no yeah. one's gonna care that our one of our top wide receivers like is in jail now for like 40 plus years no one cares that you know our top you know cornerback got got cut because he was flashing you know guns on on snapchat no one mm-hmm. will care about us yeah but they'll care if we start winning they'll care if we keep winning that's they'll true. start talking okay, about that, us that kind of like they, they, you know yeah. so that's kind of like what what my mentality is like no no one ca- like cares like about your shouldas your stories of how you could have done it but you didn't right. do it right more how about like i did do that and my coach did get fired and I still won yeah. and I still came through Yeah, and I still was beat on by my parents, but I still got to where I wanted to be. Then, you know, like, all right, I'm listening now. That's how, that's kind of like how I'm trying to like, yeah. Like oh. keep my mentality. <laughs> it's just with all, yeah. With all love, <clears throat> with all like, you know, you know, but intensity, intensity yeah. of that. And I think that's kind of like the, the, the interesting like merging kind of mindset that I'm kind of trying to adapt to as well because I feel like you just for me specifically getting getting lost in the thoughts of of worrying about what people think or worrying about like the the me letting somebody else down like I need to focus on me more than kind of helping to an extent helping there's nothing wrong with that right now you you know all you have all you need to do all you should do is focus on yourself because then You'll just be a much happier person to be around when you do. And I think just like breaking it up in two times, right? So an interesting thing about um, time in general is like where where and when you f- put your focus to. So like this past week or a few weeks, um, we've been waking up early and I work on something different than you do. You've been working on music. I've been going straight to working on um, my nine to five kind of job and trying to put in eight hours super early um but it's it's nice because then I I find like my best days are when I have the that time to focus sincerely on that task and then when I get maybe three hours done then I have that one hour I can go with Oreo and I feel really good because I'm only focused on Oreo Mm -hmm. and then I go back to work and focus on work or whatever it is and then if we have to if I have to go pick up Maya I'm only focused on Maya and if she wants to stay after school all right cool because I have a lot of work done um and so I just feel like that's the key is to 100% be focused on what you're doing in the moment because the second you start thinking about what you want to do like what you should be doing what I didn't do right the first time what I I should have done this more then that's like your mind is just kind of branching off to all of these different areas and I think that's like my main focus is I'm not trying to be like oh selfish I don't care about anybody and I don't want to help anybody I just want to be in that moment all the time and it's super hard but doing my best every day you know ship at it every day i'm proud i'm proud of like this past week specifically we did really good i know and you know when we 
we we can just so much left to do and it's exciting i i i can't wait to you know keep plugging away yeah um he farted really bad (laughs) yeah i know i thought it was a burp definitely it wasn't now he's back there eating so sorry if you can hear him eating he's eating and you're listening to it that's so rude just kidding (laughs) but yeah it was a good talk it was it was um got a lot lot out there yeah but you know don't want to give too much away got to keep keep some some uh internal thoughts and stuff because that keeps you pushing and keeps your you know your goals alive even more Mm -hmm. so but you know with that said um maybe that kind of wraps up uh this week's episode. This week's episode of uh, talking about a little bit of our history mm-hmm. and our mentalities and where they were and where they are now, where they're going to continue to go. And you'll follow along with us as we uh, proceed. Yeah. Continue with our journeys. And we're going to be a little bit more consistent on here. It's just been a little crazy. Yeah. We've been battling a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So. A lot of good things, I feel like. Though. Yeah. It's yeah. interesting because like if you even look like a year ago from now, how different things were, like on a little bit like more negatively, and then right now it's like we have a lot going on, but it's all for the positive. But it's just a transition kind of period, so it's good. Life yeah. is good. We're Life getting is there. Hell yeah! And next week at this time we will be out of state. Yes. I'm really excited about that too. Me too. It's a surprise. We can't tell anybody. We can't tell. We can't tell. We can't tell. Next week though. But you know what, to be honest, like, sorry, I know, like, we're supposed to wrap up, but I'm still talking. Yeah, no <laughs> um, I was thinking about trying to do a podcast while we're gone. Yeah, let's And do just it. doing it, like, recording it on our phone. Obviously, it's not going to be, like, the best uh, quality, you know. But I just think that I want to keep this super consistent. And since we'll be gone out of state, we won't have our equipment. Um, but I still think that we can do it. Yeah, I think we can. Might be a little jumbled up. I think it's it's good to just keep that consistency. It, it's just good for me. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm all about it too. So we'll try that and see. We'll, we'll, if we'll I do can it. do this here, I can do this anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be a good test run. Yeah, Oreo's getting angsty. It's it's getting that time. I want to. I'm go, getting angsty. Yeah, I want to go get some food. Yep. All right, guys. Well, yeah. If you're just uh, listening in this morning, evening, or night, you know, good morning, hi, good afternoon, and uh, good night. And we will see you next time on uh, Life of the Lost featuring Supe. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.